0: Good afternoon from Empire Outlet Sound in Stanley in the Central section. For the update this Tuesday, the city's virus-disrupted school year is going to do an extend into the summer for nearly 178,000 youngsters. Officials have said that the six-week summer session will either be required or suggested for students that are at risk of being held back for the latest details. As the virus is caught an a through the city, hitting hardest in the predominantly poor, non-white neighborhoods. A new accounting of fatalities released by the cities is revealing that the zip code, with more deaths per capita than any other place in New York, is the one that contains Starrett City. It's a huge complex of apartment towers in Brooklyn that is the largest federally subsidized housing development in the country. The Belmont Stakes will now be run on June 20th here in New York in front of no fans as the first leg of the Triple Crown, the first year that the Belmont will take place before the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness. And the White House is now hurrying to defend President Trump's decision to take a malaria drug that he's been touting as a treatment for the virus. Uh, Trump's government says that hydroxychloroquine should only be administered for COVID-19 in a hospital or research setting due to potentially fatal side effects. This is the update Tuesday, May 19, 19th, 2020. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Reporting tonight, on the road. And a very pleasant uh, Tuesday to you, Brandon Julia, and also the update. podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixed Channel. Back in an old familiar place, Empire Outlets, the closed Empire Outlets, I should say, in Staten Island in the St. George section. Uh, I'm really excited because uh, after this week, after Memorial Day on Monday, we're starting our Staten Island state Yes, we have a week to Because of the virus, and now it's going to extend into the summer for a hundred and nearly 178,000 youngsters. President de Blasio said today that unprecedented learning will happen during the online only summer school session. Officials have said that the six week summer season will either be required or suggested for students that are at risk of getting held back. De Blasio said earlier that he hopes to create a city where disparities like those. By new virus data, quote, don't exist. We will get to those momentarily. Data released by the city yesterday show that the virus has hit hardest in low-income neighborhoods outside of Manhattan. The data shows that Black and Hispanic New Yorkers were more than twice as likely to be killed by the virus as white people. Meanwhile, a federal appeals court has now given the green light to New York State's June 23rd Democratic presidential primary. The second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals today agreed with a lower court judge who ruled that the primary must include the contest over the state's objections. Three appeals judges back on Friday heard arguments but demonstrated then that they agreed with withdrawn candidates Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang that the primary should occur. elections were already scheduled for June 23rd for numerous other races, including for state and congressional offices. The Democratic presidential primary had been cancelled on the grounds that the virus just posed too big of a safety threat. said that the racial and economic disparities in COVID-19's impact present a challenge to create a city quote, where these disparities don't exist data that was released by the city yesterday showed that the viruses hit hardest in low income neighborhoods outside of Manhattan the data also showed that black and Hispanic New Yorkers were more than twice as likely to be killed by the virus as white people De Blasio said today on WPIX that uh, the city has increased testing and outreach in communities that have been affected by the virus. The nation's mental health care system is struggling to continue treating patients in spite of the virus. Even before the pandemic, access to mental health services in the U.S. could be difficult, including for people with insurance. Now experts are fearing that COVID nineteen will only make the situation even worse. The restrictions that have been designed to curb infections could put the patients who are in need at who are most in need, I should say, at risk of falling through the cracks and inflict on countless others, newfound grief, anxiety, and depression. Uh, Social distancing orders are straining also access to care across income levels as therapists and patients are scrambling. We all know that the virus has cut an unequal path of grief through the city, hitting artists in predominantly poor, non-white neighborhoods. A long subway bus ride from Manhattan. Now, a new accounting of fatalities release released by the city yesterday revealed that the zip code with more deaths per cap any other place in New York is the one that contains Starred City, a huge complex of apartment towers in Brooklyn that is the largest federally subsidized housing development in the country. The data also reinforced earlier opposite revelations that black and Hispanic New Yorkers were twice as likely to be killed by the virus as white people. We've learned that a city of physicians that was known for his dedication to patient care that continued working on the front lines of the pandemic in an intensive care unit and has now died of COVID-19. The New York Times reports that 62-year-old Dr. James A. Mahoney uh, worked age 62, worked nonstop at University Hospital of Brooklyn as the pandemic took hold in New York. Many physicians near his age stopped seeing patients out of concerns in age or health issues Risk, refused. He came down with a fever in mid April. His condition worsened and he was admitted to the hospital on April 20th. Mahoney was surrounded by a stream of well wishes in the hospital. He died back on April 27th. And city residents who flouted social. Two more state regions, Western New York and the Capital District, have now met the criteria to move into the first phase of reopening, but they still need to hire several more hundred people for contact tracing partners. There is other news of this Tuesday to address, and we will address those when the update with Brandon Julian OTR, podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel, returns in just 30 seconds.
1: What can I possibly do to make this stressful time a little better? Here's one thing I found. It's a small thing, a simple thing, a remarkable thing. Smile. You can share a smile from more than six feet apart. You can share it socially with the whole world. In fact, right now, I'm smiling at you. And I hope you're smiling back. Because
0: smiling is in you. From PassItOn.com. Welcome back, everyone. Some of the other news of this Tuesday. Out west in Buffalo, civil rights groups have now sued immigration and customs enforcement officials to protect over 100 medically vulnerable detainees at the Buffalo Federal Detention Facility as it confronts the outbreak. The New York Civil Liberties Union and Prisoners Legal Services of New York made their complaints known yesterday in a federal lawsuit in Buffalo. The lawsuit demands that authorities comply with the CDC and the, their guidelines, and they treat medically at-risk people in the facility. The lawsuit seeks class-action status. It also follows a similar margin that resulted in a judge's order and several detainees. There is insensitive writing on the inner Shkreli's request to be left out of prison for to research a coronavirus treatment. U.S. District Judge Kiyo Masamuto ruled that probation probation officials viewed that claim as the type of, quote, delusional, self-aggrandizing behavior. that led to his conviction. Masamuto wrote in a nine-page ruling back on Saturday that the man known as a pharma failed to demonstrate extraordinary and compelling factors that would require his release under home confinement rules designed to move vulnerable inmates out of institutions during the pandemic. screlly is serving a seven-year sentence for a 2017 conviction. And finally, porn star Ron Jeremy. He's fighting to save a tree his father planted the day he was born outside their New York Jeremy took to Twitter on Saturday saying that Con Edison was going to cut down the tree that was planted in Queens in 1953. The tweet includes a two-year-old photo of Jeremy hugging the tree. Jeremy, who has been staying at a Hollywood hotel, tells the New York Daily News that a neighbor let him know that the trunk was wrapped in yellow tape last week. Con Ed is on city property, and the Parks Department can choose... to step aside for a moment. When we return on the update this Tuesday from uh, Empire Outlets, uh, we'll help you get around with the MTS. on this plan. We're going to talk some sports and talk about how the Belmont Stakes will be run first this year on June 20th and from no favors. We'll talk about what happened on this day in history. And then we'll address the latest nationals, including how the White House is now hurrying to defend President Trump's decision to take a malaria drug New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
1: Pass it on. Now's the time to stay apart. Social distancing. But I'm adding something else. Pull together. What's pulling together while we're staying apart? It's calling family to check in on them. It's waving to your neighbor. It's the things we should have been doing all along. And when this tragedy passes and we're able to come together, we'll be stronger than ever because we've already pulled together. Stay apart, pull together. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Pass it on. Have you noticed lately how empty everything is? Empty streets, empty stores, empty schools. But I'm trying to change these empty times by being full of gratitude. Gratitude means saying thanks to the garbage collector, the medical providers, and all those who are helping every day. Things may appear empty around us, but when we're filled with gratitude, nothing is completely empty inside us. Gratitude is in you. From PassItOn.com.
2: From New York, where kids eat for free, this is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
0: Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Because the MTA is running an essential service plan for essential employees only, service on most lines will be running a frequency of at least every 10 to Also, there is no scheduled service on the B, Grand Central Shuttle, W, and Z trains. For alternate service, you can use the 7CDJNQR trains. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. Uh, Let us talk some sports uh, on this Tuesday. Stakes is now going to be run on June 20th here in New York in front of no fans as the first leg of horse racing's triple crown. This is the first year that the Belmont will take place before the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness. The New York Racing Association unveiled the new Belmont date uh, this morning. Uh, The Derby was moved to September 5th and the Preakness to October 3rd. The rescheduled Belmont will now be contested at a distance of a mile and an eighth instead of the races traditional trademark mile and a half that has been in place since 1926 and out in Wellington New Zealand it's yet another way that the pandemic is changing the way a sport is played uh, move to band of live in 19 may force bowlers to relearn or reinvent one of the sports' most prized but least understood skills. The International Cricket Council's Cricket Committee, comprising of football call for top players, has recommended on medical advice that spin polishing the ball during a should be prohibited. turn on the update of this Tuesday from Empire Outlets out in Staten Island. We'll talk about what happened on this day in history, and then we will address the latest national news, including Canada and the U.S. have agreed to extend their agreement to keep their... First, we'll address that anymore. the update with Brandon Julian OTR, podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixcloud Channel, returns just... Tune in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment.
1: Pass it on. This time of upheaval is causing me to look a little deeper inside myself, looking for some goodness. And this is what I've found. I'm more aware of my neighbor's well-being. I'm saying thanks to those who help keep my life as normal as possible. My mail carrier, my grocery cashier, my delivery person. I find myself caring about others instead of just looking out for myself. And oh, my goodness does it feel good goodness is in you pass it on. From passiton.com.
2: hey dad your prescription will be ready in just a minute hey dad your laundry will be ready in just a minute dad your lunch will be ready in just a minute
0: hey honey why don't you take a minute when you help care for a loved one you give them as much time as you can but it's just as important to take time for yourself aarp can help Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at AARP.org caregiving. That's AARP.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ed Council.
2: From New York City, it's after 10 a.m. Do you know who your boyfriend is? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. back you know the update with Brandon Julian
0: on TR. Podcast exclusive, also on the WKMX Cloud Channel today, from the Closed Empire Outlets again out in Staten Island. I really like coming out here to the island. As I've always said, I've always liked coming out here because it's wifey territory, and what's a day without being in wifey territory, especially trying to visit her during these hard and difficult times? The highlight of his day came in 1943 when, in his second wartime address to the U.S. Congress, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill pledged his country's full support in the fight against Japan. That evening, Churchill met with President Franklin D. Roosevelt at the White House, where the two leaders agreed on May 1, 1944, as the date for the D Day invasion of France. Uh, the operation ended up being launched more than a month later. In 1536, Anne Boleyn, the second wife of England's King Henry VIII, was beheaded after being convicted of adultery. In 1649, England was declared a republic by Parliament following the execution of King Charles I. The monarchy was restored in 1660. In 1913, California Governor Hiram Johnson signed the Webb-Hartley Law, prohibiting aliens ineligible to citizenship. From owning farmland, a measure targeting Asian immigrants, particularly Japanese, in 1921, uh, Congress passed and President Warren G. the Emergency Quota Act, which established national quotas for immigrants. In 1924, the Marx Brothers made their Broadway debut in the review, "I'll Say She Is." In 1935, T. E. Lawrence, also known as Lawrence of Arabia, died in Dorset, England, six days after being injured and a motorcycle crash. In 1967, the Soviet Union ratified a treaty with the United States and Britain, banning nuclear and other weapons from outer space, as well as celestial bodies such as the moon. The treaty entered into force in October of 1967. In 1981, five British soldiers were killed by the In 1992, in a case that drew much notoriety, Mary Jo Buttafuco of Massapequa was shot and seriously wounded by her husband, Joey's teenage lover, Amy Fisher. In 1993, the Clinton White House set up a political storm by abruptly firing the entire staff of the travel office. Five of the seven staffers were later reinstated and assigned to other duties. In 1994, former First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy of died in New York at the age of 64. And in 2003, WorldCom Corporation agreed to pay investors $500 million to settle civil fraud charges. When we return on the update this Saturday from Empire Outlet, this Tuesday, I should say from Empire Outlets, is that uh, we will address the latest national news, including how two Republicans have been sworn into the House after winning special elections last week. We'll address that and more when the update of Brandon Julian OTR podcast exclusive. Also on the uh, WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on
2: 90.3 WKRB. OK, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this. That you're here now. You're gonna go out there and be an all star caregiver. It's up to you. So, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. From New York City, it's after 10 a.m. Do you know who your boyfriend is? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. From New York City, doing business in the same location since 1904. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
0: Welcome back to the update. Brandon Julian OTR podcast exclusive on the WKRB mix cloud channel. Today's road stop, of course, uh, Uh, Empire Outlets in the St. George section of Staten Island, where, as I like to call it, wifey territory. Always a good day whenever you come up to wife territory. (laughs) Anyway, let us talk the the latest uh, national news uh, on this Tuesday. Uh, We begin, of course, in Washington. Where the White House is now hurrying to defend President Trump's decision to take a malaria drug that he's been touting as a treatment for the virus. He's been drawing criticism from Democratic leaders and some health experts after saying that he's been taking hydroxychloroquine and a zinc supplement daily for a week and a half. Trump's government says that hydroxychloroquine should only be administered for COVID-19 in a hospital or research setting due to potentially fatal side effects. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told CNN that she would rather Trump not be taking something that has been approved by scientists, citing his age and calling the president quote, morbidly obese. <sighs> North of the border, we go to our good friends in Toronto, where Canada and the U.S. have agreed to extend their agreement to keep borders, to keep their border closed and non-essential travel to June 21st amid the pandemic. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says that borders is a source of vulnerability, so the agreement will be extended by another 30 days. The restrictions were announced on March 18th and were extended in April. Trudeau said that Canada's provincial leaders clearly wanted to continue the measures. Many Canadians are fear of reopening. The U.S., of course, has more confirmed cases and deaths from COVID-19 than any country in the world, though its per capita numbers are well below many other nations. In Washington, two Republicans have now been sworn into the House after winning special elections last week. New Representative Mike Garcia is an ex-Navy fighter pilot who captured a congressional, a California congressional district from Democrats. And Representative Tom Tiffany was easily elected in a conservative-leaning district in rural northern Wisconsin. They were both backed, of course, by President Trump. Garcia won a Los Angeles area seat that Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton had won in 2016 and that Democrat Katie Hill won in 2018. Uh, Hill resigned last year. Republicans say that Garcia's victory shows that they can win other suburban districts this fall. Uh, Democrats say that having Trump's name on the ballot means that they will retain those districts where many moderate voters live. And finally, out in Columbus, Ohio, in other news, Annie Glenn, the wife of the late astronaut and U.S. Senator John Glenn, and an advocate for those with speech disorders, died today from complications of COVID-19. She was 100 years old. Glenn died at a nursing home near St. Paul, Minnesota. Annie Glenn was thrust into the spotlight in 1962 when her husband became the first American to orbit Earth. She shied away from the media attention because of a a severe stutter which she fought to overcome. Her advocacy career included advising numerous child abuse and speech and hearing organizations. She'll be deeply missed. Our thought for today is from Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, born in 1929 and died in 1994. Our thought for today is, every moment one lives is different from the other. The good, the bad, hardship, the joy, the tragedy, love, and happiness are all interwoven into one single indescribable whole that is called life. You cannot separate the good from the bad. And perhaps there is no need to do so either. I'll let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Tuesday, May the 19th, 2020. That is the update on this Tuesday from Empire Outlets in the St. George section of Staten Island. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us. And in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. Be well. We're making a pit stop in Queens, Jacob Rees Park. And I'll see you over there tomorrow.